You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. This production is, of course, inspired by the hit television show, The Biggest Loser, aired in many countries around the world. The purpose of this podcast is to provide education, encouragement, and inspiration in the area of living a more balanced, healthy lifestyle, even if you've never watched a single episode of the show itself. Now, today we have a lot to talk about as we're going to give our thoughts and reactions to the finale of season eight of The Biggest Loser here in the United States. And we are going to have a guest that I'm going to introduce to you in just a second. Seven months ago, when they arrived at The Biggest Loser Ranch, Amanda, Liz, Danny and Rudy looked like this, desperate for a second chance to change their looks and their lives. They've made it to the final four and their transformations are astounding. Wait till you see what they look like right now, tonight, live! From Hollywood, it's the biggest loser finale. All right, so here we are back again, and Father Roderick, this is an exciting day for us here for the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast because for the first time, we're bringing a female voice to the discussion. About time, I would say. So who is that secret guest star that we have on our show today? Her name is Stephanie Ravenscraft, the love of my life, and uh, she is also, and I'm not going to get kicked for saying this, I hope, she is a big loser. (laughs) Hello, Stephanie. I <laughs> No, you wouldn't get kicked for saying that. Excellent. Not now. Stephanie, I'm I'm curious uh, because Cliff just called you a big big loser. Now, the both of us have been sharing on this show several times that we have been on this this journey of weight loss and getting healthy and living a more balanced life. But of course, since you are new to our audience, tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, um okay, my journey started probably about a year and a half ago. I was getting ready to turn 30. And um, had a three-year-old at the time that I could not keep up with and um, having a hard time carrying my laundry up and down the stairs. And I was just really kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired of not being able to breathe and just feeling like I was going to die at any moment. And um, didn't want to go into my 30s feeling that way. So I decided to make a life change. And um, since I've lost 64 pounds. I just wow. shared I just shared on a podcast that Cliff and I recorded the, um, family from the heart that I am now a size six. I just bought my first pair of size six blue jeans, which is a big deal for me. It's been a hard journey, but it's been an amazing journey. So how did me. you do it? Well, first I started working out. I started with intentional physical activity. I was sharing with my very best friend that when I first started, it took everything I had Um, I do my workouts on the elliptical. Mm -hmm. Um, I have arthritis in my knee and it gives me good movement where um, a treadmill gives me a lot of impact and leaves me in pain. And so I started on the elliptical and I could do, I think at first it, it took everything I had to do like a half a mile on resistance level one. And it was such a big moment when I worked myself up to that first time that I did a whole mile and still on resistance level one and stayed there for for quite some time. And now I do um, five miles a day on resistance level seven. I really have. I mean, it took a long time to build up to that, but I was running the other day 
some people say I can't call it running, but it's as fast as my body goes. So I call it running for me. And um, so I was running the other day and I'm like, wow, resistance level seven, you know, was like death a year and a half ago. (laughs) And I'm running it. So Stephanie, how does it feel to have lost, I mean, 67 pounds, you could be, you could could have been one of the contestants on the show. I mean, you could have been there on stage and you you would have fit right in there. I mean, that that is just incredible. How does it feel when you look in in the mirror? I, I don't know who I'm looking at when I look in the mirror. And I can I, I can say that when I look at pictures of myself from from, you know, last year, even I, I don't know who that is either. I'm still going to getting acquainted with this new person. There are there are many times that I walk past a mirror and don't know who's looking back at me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so have you any people in your family or friend circle that haven't seen you for a while and then see the new Stephanie? Back in October, I went shopping with my mom and um, my mom lives about an hour away and and she works full time and I'm busy with our family and we have three kids. And so we don't see each other an awful lot. And I met her at the store to go shopping. I hadn't seen her since August. So it had been like two months. I literally walked up and was standing directly in front of my mom and she didn't recognize me until I spoke and she heard my voice. So, I mean, my own mom didn't know who I was. (laughs) That's incredible. I think that, that, you know, that that is a great transition into recapping kind of the the transformation that took place in this episode of The Biggest Loser, the finale. Danny, he said the same thing at the end of the show. He's like, listen, you know, I, I was at the gym, you know, and I'm sitting there working out and everybody's watching The Biggest Loser. And I'm on the screen and here I am working and nobody knows that it's me. Yeah, and it's yeah. like because he does. He looks so different when he entered the stage. I was like, "Wait a minute, who was he again?" <laughs> and fortunately, they show you these clips of what he looked like before because it is just incredible. It's it's the I think the the the, the contestant that has changed the most. Well, perhaps also the other uh, person, the 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 non the not finalist but they also go for the like the second prize they can win a hundred thousand so the, the the contestants that have been eliminated and Rebecca won that one and she too was so different I mean I was like I don't know this person was she on the show and then they show you a picture well of course it didn't help that she colored her hair or she's now a blonde and she used to be she have black right. hair so that made it complete but. I mean, just the transformation was just incredible. It was almost creepy. It was like, this must be a stand-in. They must have just hired someone to, to play her. <laughs> it really is like that. And, 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 and for Stephanie, obviously, I've been here every single day. I've seen her make incremental changes. So it, it hasn't been that noticeable, you know, day after day after day. But let me just say, there are times when I go places with Stephanie where both of us know all the people that we're seeing and there are people like they look at us and they're having a conversation and then they look away and it's no more than three, four, maybe five seconds. They look back again and they stop whatever conversation they were having immediately mid sentence and they walk over and says, Stephanie. And I mean, it's, it's like Steph. And, and the only reason they recognize her is because she's standing next to me. It's like, did Cliff get the divorce and he's got this new hot looking chick that he's bringing around to the Christmas party? What's going on here? 
And I'm like, I'm never going to do a divorce, but I do have myself a nice hot looking chick with me. Awesome. Well, well, that was for me, that summarizes the whole, my whole impression of the, of the finale It's like every time these contestants walk on the, on the, on stage, I, my jaw just drops and I was like, it's just incredible. I mean, I've seen all the other seasons and never before were the transformations this radical. And um, I, I don't know if we're going to go over all the, the people that we saw, but because of course we've got a lot of listeners that haven't been watching this season on television and we want to keep this show interesting for them as well. But we might talk about the, perhaps the stories uh, that we saw because we, we see the end of the story, but we've also witnessed the beginning of the story. And so why do we admire these contestants so much and what can we learn? What can we take from their journey and how can we apply that to our own lives? How, how can that motivate us? So I think my general question would be which person struck you? Which of the stories did you connect with? I honestly, I think that I connected the most with Danny at the end through the whole thing, I think it was Amanda because she would always say she was tired of being the heavy girl. She was, you know, tired of, of putting her life on hold. Um, she felt like, did, did she or did she not say that, that she always felt like she had to be that way, you know, that there was no other option for her. And and so I think that, that through the story of why she started, I related with, with Amanda yeah. But at the end, it was it was Danny because he had that internal change. This wasn't about losing weight for me. It was mm -hmm. about getting healthy. I had children that I could not keep up with. I am very proud to say I am now faster than our four year old. You know, um, <laughs> she can no longer outrun me, although sometimes I will let her win. But Danny had that. There was an episode. There was a point where you could see where he got it. And it changed in him. And yeah. it was no longer about losing the weight, but it was about being a different man. And that was what I related to with him. He may gain some of the weight back because I'm pretty sure that those last few months at home, they do everything they can to win that prize and they do it in a non-healthy manner. So he may gain a little bit back, but I don't think he'll ever go all the way back because he had that change, yeah. that internal change that you cannot do any of it without. Now that you mentioned that, uh, let me interject a, a small remark here. Um, I watched this episode, this extra bonus episode, where they kind of caught up with all the contestants from previous seasons. And uh, the, the title of the episode was Where Are They Now? And, uh, of course, great to see that all these contestants are still rocking and, and you know, doing their best to live healthy lives. And, and almost all of them had gained a little bit uh, compared to their weight during the finale. But still, in the, my general impression was, wow, these people have all really changed their lives. This is not just um, like with a lot of other TV shows where you wonder, you know, how much of this is fabricated? How much of this is fake, you know, or rigged? And the fact that after sometimes eight years, well, I don't know, perhaps not, we've got eight seasons, but a couple of years, they go back and these people are still living a healthy life. To me, that is proof that The Biggest Loser is not not fake. I mean, there might be things that are, you know, dramatized, but in general, this, this show really changes people. And that's why I keep looking and keep watching it. But there was this one contestant that they showed and Bob paid him a visit. Yeah. Um, and he won, I think, at the third or the fourth season, and he gained everything back. And you could tell 
because they told a little bit what happened after the finale. The, the, his biggest problem was that he was so focused on winning the show that he forgot to change, you know, mentally to change. He, he didn't become a different person. And so it was very, very easy to gain it all back. And I remember that, but that Bob gave him a challenge. He was like, I'm going to invite you back to the finale and then we'll just weigh you. And I challenge you to lose, you know, start, to start losing weight again. And I'm afraid that it didn't work out because I didn't see him in this finale. Well, no, it's in the finale of, of, of season nine. Yes. So it'll be in oh, May. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, gosh, <laughs> he must have completely given up. But that's he good news. Be on, he should be on in May. And I hope that he does it because it seemed like his story was just that he just got lazy and, and, and comfortable and fell into what we in America fall into all the time, which is the convenience of those yeah. stupid places on every corner in every city of our country. And um, the convenience of fast food has destroyed the health of our nation. It yes. really has. And it's really difficult to eat healthy and to find healthy stuff. And I just came back from a, a trip to the United States. I was in uh, the state of Georgia for, uh, for about 10 days. And honestly, I, I, I was appalled to see how difficult it was to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. Not just when you go to a restaurant, because even in a restaurant it's already difficult because they don't tell you how many calories there are in, you know, whatever they serve. You have to be extremely vigilant. And even in, in stuff that kind of has healthy, healthy names like fish or whatever or chicken, it can still be loaded with, with unhealthy stuff mm -hmm. and it can be actually uh, super caloric compared right. probably, to- uh, Probably cooked in butter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But even even when you go to the supermarket, to a regular store, it is so hard to find stuff that is healthy. And the stuff that is healthy, if you go to a like a Whole Foods uh, supermarket, you can't. It's so expensive. Right. It's like five times as expensive as as over here in in Europe. So, I mean, the 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 way that the economy works, I guess, makes it really hard for people. And you have to be so focused and so deliberate with every single purchase and every step on the on the way. That boy, I don't envy you guys. And, and it makes your results, the both of your results, you know, the, the Cliff and Stephanie, but also all the other people that we've kind of met by doing this podcast and and uh, the 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 testimonies that we get via email or via voice feedback are, are even more impressive to me now that I know how hard it is in the United States to actually live a balanced and healthy life. Absolutely. You know, going back to who it is that that I connect with, um, I, I want to say that as far as who I who I really was rooting for. I mean, I was rooting for Amanda. Like, I mean, I, I just liked her story and, and stuff like that. But at the end, it became clear to me that I really wanted Danny to win. Mm -hmm. But who? Mm -hmm. do, but the person I related to the most was somebody I did not expect to relate to at all. And it was Rudy. Because, really? yeah, and the, the, the per, cause he's the guy, I mean, he said it several times, he's like, listen, I'm working 12 hours a day, you know, and, yeah. and I still have to fit this in and mm -hmm. I'm in that place. I am that guy that's working, you know, at least 12 hours a day yeah. and I still have to find a way to fit it in. And, and I want to say that I admire Rudy for that dedication and commitment to, to working out and making that happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Stephanie, you're shaking your head. What are your thoughts there? Well, I just, um, I didn't really, I didn't really care for him as I, I understand how you say that you, you related to his, you know, his story that he's working and he's got this family and, um, you know, these young kids, but, um, I just, I really, I really didn't care for him as a contestant and, okay. and that, that kind of hurts my heart that I feel that way, but I just, I felt like he wasn't a man of integrity and, oh, um, because of the situation between him and some and, of the other people and on the show. some of the other people, right? I mean, there's other characters that I didn't like for the same reason. And <laughs> so, and I felt like he was just playing for the money. It wasn't wow. about, I really feel like he was just, he was playing the game instead of trying to change his life. And at the end, his wife wasn't there and that hurt my heart. Wow. I don't know why. I'm, I'm not part of their, their life, but it would seem that if your husband is making that, I don't know. Yeah, that, just kind of hurt my heart. That is very sad, and, and I didn't think about that. But, um, but, but still, the, the part of the story that I related to is the fact that it is possible. Now, you may, he may have not, you know, maybe invested enough in 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 his wife's love tank, which we've talked about in Family from the Heart. A little cross pollination of uh, promotion there, Father Roderick. Uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe he didn't invest, you know, there, and we don't we don't know the story. But but it is possible for somebody who works a lot to still right. put forth energy and effort into working out and physical activity where you can gain results in life. And, right. and that I, that I relate to. And it's a, it's, that is a message of hope. Now, unfortunately, you know, I am not happy, you know, that that would come at the neglect of anything else. Any Which other is relationships. another reason why I love Danny because he got on board and he started including his kids and they were doing it together. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I think to, um, Father Roderick, just the other night, Cliff and I were upstairs with our kids and we have a um, we have an island in our kitchen, a counter that sits in the middle of the kitchen and we were running oh. around it. I mean, we <laughs> that, that's what we were doing for our physical activity. We were all five running around the island in the kitchen and, you know, we were having a good time and every so often we would say, okay, switch and we would run the other direction and just um, just making it a family event. And so that's another Fantastic. reason why I really like Danny. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're changing um, the next generation. You're changing your kids. And, and they are going to live a very different life from the life that you guys lived before you started the, this journey. And, and they will pass it on to their children. And that's that's the cool thing. This 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 is not – and we've talked a lot about this uh, during the episodes of this show, is that once you start to change, you will see that people in your immediate environment will also start to change. And, and I've seen that even with my colleagues, I, I'm not, I, I don't have a family, but it is so funny at first when I started to lose weight, people were always making the same comments. Oh, you look, you look sick. <laughs> you say, they, there is this kind of stupid idea that if you're chubby, that is a sign of health, of right. well-being. And actually, I didn't feel good at all. I felt unfit. I felt tired. And I knew that this wasn't the good weight. And once I started losing it, people started commenting. However, I, I, I've got a lot of colleagues that live in the same situations as I. As Catholic priests, we don't have anyone at home who will motivate us or even, you know, correct us or push us to uh, a different lifestyle. And so a lot of my colleagues are overweight. And this seems to be getting worse, I noticed. I mean, I've, I've, I've been ordained, when was it, like 13 years ago. And at the time, uh, a lot of the priests of my generation were normal. 
And now when I look around, of course, we've all aged a little bit, but a lot of them are way too heavy. And what I noticed is that the other day I, I was at a meeting with uh, some of them and a number of them have have started to lose weight. And especially one of my friends, uh, and we organize youth camps in summertime, which which are really, you know, very challenging physically because we go climb mountains and do all sorts of, it's a little bit like every day is like the, one of the challenges of the biggest loser. And two years ago, I could barely make it to the end of that week. I was totally exhausted. And the other priest was even heavier than I was. And the both of us, we, we've, we've lost an entire priest, I think, in total in terms of weight loss. And he tells me that he's been motivated by my weight loss and by my change of lifestyle. And I've been motivated very much by, by seeing him change and seeing how much he was consistent because he's much more consistent than I am. I've, I've got, you know, weeks where I really underperform and I start gaining pounds. And then, you know, we talk a little bit and I was like, wow, yes, I'm going for it again. <laughs> And so uh, once you start a change, you will see that that will have an immediate impact on people you know. And even if they don't tell you, you're still going to motivate people. Absolutely. 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 Did you want to say something? Stephanie? I was going to say something back to the, to the finale of the show okay. that mm-hmm. I just thought of um, while I was listening to Father Roderick talk was that, um, you know, the at-home prize, the $100,000, I was so glad that Rebecca won that because... Um, now, Rebecca had lost more t- to win. She had to lose more than, um, what's her name? Tracy. Tracy. It, it was not because of my personal dislike of the way they edited her character, um, mm-hmm. because she did from the very beginning play the game. Um, yeah. But it had nothing to do with that. But I thought she looked unhealthy. I think mm-hmm. she looked too thin, that she had lost just a little bit too much weight. And so yes. I really, um, for my kid's sake, was glad that she didn't win the at-home prize because she still didn't look healthy to me. All right. Does that make sense? Rebecca did look very skinny, but I think in, in on the whole, she's she's she younger, look- I think, than Tracy. But mm-hmm. she she, I mean, if I hadn't known how much she weighed before, and if I hadn't seen her pictures, then um, you know she looks normal, right? <laughs> or normal? No, she looks really fit and really skinny. But and it's the bad haircut. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the hair color was not yeah bad. Well, i wasn't i wasn't feeling that but um but other than that i thought she looked fabulous i mean she really did look great mm-hmm. but in tracy's i just i wasn't feeling that here, here here's what i liked about rebecca she looked happy to be her she looked happy yes. to be her absolutely, absolutely. there was they showed a short clip where she ran her first half marathon and and she became very emotional while running. They were interviewing her. And, and at one point she said something and it went straight to my heart. She, she, she became very emotional while running. And she said, I am, I, uh, I have, I just became the girl I wanted to be. I loved that. You just gave me goosebumps. Uh, that was <laughs> I loved so when she said that it was beautiful. Yes. And, and she meant it. And, and that, that's what I love about these contestants. And that's why I can relate to some contestants more than to others, because you feel the ones that are really genuine. And when she said that, I was like, yeah, you deserve to win, girl, because you are you're really authentic here. You're very transparent. And that is why the two my favorite two contestants are, are Shay and Daniel. Um, and, and Daniel, I think, on, on number one for me, because I've seen Daniel uh, also in the previous season. And I've just been 
so amazed by the journey that he did and by his by his character most of all he's such an honest nice supportive guy i've never seen him kind of rig the game or being unpleasant or he's always been very supportive even to the level of of you know sacrificing himself in some situations in order to help others and, and the, the way that he took care of Shay and motivated her she was the biggest girl just like he was the season before that the biggest guy ever on the show uh, I thought it was very touching and, and Shay is you know Daniel is a stronger character than Shay but still I thought that Shay did a terrific job and, and I just admired how much how strong she's become when she started he's like how is she ever going to survive this? And yet she she recognizes, she acknowledged during the finale, you know, hey, I still have some 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 time to go and I'm, I'm going on with my journey. And I like that too. I like it that they dare to show that they're not there yet. But they, just as they, they just took that step to show themselves to the world. And, you know, this is me. I'm the heaviest contestant ever on the show. It, you need so much courage to do that. Absolutely. And she did and I she think did. that is the, that that's that first step. I think is the first step of many. And every time you gotta get over that new barrier, and, and we've we've all been there. You know, I can relate so much to that. The moment that you start, you know, twittering how much you actually weigh, or I, I remember, I still remember that first YouTube video that I made of myself on the scale, and it was I was so nervous putting that out there, but I knew that if I didn't do it, I would never really be able to take the next step. And once you've, you've exposed yourself and you, you've made yourself accountable, you start to get so much back and, and you get people that encourage you and that relate to you and, and that feel comfortable at once to talk about their own problems. And, and I think that is, that is the strength of this series. That's the strength, I think, of this podcast is that, you know, none of us is, is a superhero and we've all kind of struggled with this Otherwise, we would have never be, become overweight. And yet it is by sharing where you are and being honest and transparent about it that, that you help other people and that, you, that we motivate each other. And, and, and so, you know, some of these contestants were just so incredibly impressive in character. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, somebody in our chat room said that they were really uh, impressed with Sean and Andre because these, these guys are, are, are the guys that I, were they the first ones to leave? Or the second team no, to leave? No, um, Alexandra left first. Okay. But, yeah. but they left early on, and they, and they were the guys who said, you know... They left together. They showed great integrity. That's what I was saying. Yeah, they, would, they, they were the reds, right? The yes. red shirts. Yes. They were incredible. Yeah, and, and, and here, here they didn't have the benefit of spending several weeks on the ranch. But it, mm -hmm. and it just goes to show you that you look... The, the, it wasn't necessarily just, you know, being on the ranch that, that did it the fact that they took us that first step is exactly what you were just saying. And I think they're the perfect example. They took that first step and did they get the benefit of Bob and Jillian every single week? Absolutely not. But did they go home and did they make a massive change in their life? Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the first step, the first step is the hardest. And it's yes. unfortunately the one that everyone puts off and puts off and puts off. Oh, I'll do it here. I'll do it here. I'll do it here. But you have to admire their, I don't know what word I'm looking for. I really don't. I don't know. Commitment? Maybe. Okay. Commitment will work. I don't think it's the word I was thinking of, but it'll work um, to really to really get it done, you know? Yeah. To really go after it. They wanted the change. Their, their determination. That'll work too. There you go. Yeah. This is a night of surprises. Antoine has one too. 
love you with all my heart. I've accomplished the impossible in my life because you was by my side. And now we're going to be able to live our lives together forever. If you'd accept this ring. As a girl, I was, I was giddy with happiness. Um, at the proposal that happened from the stage. See, I knew yeah. you would like that. Yeah, I was just, you know, it's just a girl thing. I know you don't get you, it. You got to explain to the people that haven't watched the show what happened there. So so for those of you who haven't watched the show, there was um, uh, obviously a man and a woman who met Antoine. on the show. Um, it Antoine was Antoine and, and Alexandra. Um, she was the first one to leave. She was she left the first week. And, um, and, and they, they fell in love. They have been on this journey together, and then at the finale, he he proposed to her. I thought it was beautiful because you do need you do need support, and you do need someone who um, not only can love you as this new person that you're becoming, but can love you who for who for you for for who you were when you started the journey. Yeah, you know well, that's why. So I thought, that, that is why one contestant struck me as well, and, and I've been impressed with her story throughout this season, and um, the listeners to our show might remember us talking about her because she she had this incredible backstory that we discovered very early on. It was Abby, and she was happily married, had kids, and a while ago, all of a sudden on one day, her husband and her kids were killed in an accident uh, in, in a car, and that's where everything went downhill for her. Mm -hmm. And she was definitely, I think, the public's favorite. I mean, the, she got a standing ovation. She lost 100 pounds. And her message was so impressive and so inspirational. And, and, and not just on a health level, but also almost spiritually. Because she, she was, for me, a, 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 an example that, that there is always hope, no matter how dire your your life can be how terrible of a turn your life can take there is always hope for for a new future there's always perspective if you choose to to live for the future and and instead of just holding holding on to the past and i was just so amazed I, that must have been the strongest i mentally the strongest contestant that i've ever seen i mean losing your husband and your children like that and then Coming on a, on a television show and turning your life around. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Her story is phenomenal. And, and somebody in the chat room says, not only did she look great, get a standing ovation and all that stuff, but, but she looked happy. Right. I mean, you she can tell. She overcame. She did. There was, there was a light in her eyes, even when she was eliminated, that wasn't there when the series, that, when the season started. Yes. And I remember Jillian asking her at one point, what does it feel like to lose everything that you love? And, and um, Abby had, had described it as um, all of her dreams had, had already come true. And um, so I, I would often, well, it was painful for me to watch her story. It really was. And I told Cliff when she was eliminated, she was, she was my fan favorite, um, for a long time, but I, when she was eliminated, I'm like, I, I, I hate to see her go, but also I'm, I'm glad to see her go because 
my heart cannot take watching her story every week anymore. You know, I mean, they really were playing on my heartstrings just mm-hmm. every time they talked about it. And, and I, and I understand, but I think them as a TV show really played up on that. But, um, but she did, she overcome a great deal of pain and hurt yeah. and she looked truly happy. She did. Now there's one other thing that, that that I found interesting, and you know what? As far as I'm concerned, best marketing ploy in the world. <laughs> Subway did something that is out of this world and and, and unbelievable. <laughs> so so the idea here is that Shay, you know, obviously the biggest contu- contestant ever on The Biggest Loser. She's a uh, father Roderick, How much had she lost during the her time there? 172 pounds. 172 pounds. And that was only 36% of her overall law, uh, weight. So she still has some, some weight to go, but 172 pounds. Wow. Jeez. She lost 172 pounds and, and she still has quite a bit to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which she admit, which she can say. Yeah. She's, she right. she she understands that this is this is just the beginning of my journey, but she she had she was determined that she's going to continue to move forward, and you know the question is is she going to be able to have the motivation necessary to to make it you know when you know the show's in her past you know and and is she I mean when because I mean she's still significantly heavy I mean it, you know she's the, still over three hundred pounds exactly right? so the the deal is is that you know wow I mean. I know I've come a long way, but am I ever really going to, but I tell you, Subway came along and says, you know, we, we want, obviously we want to have a lot of publicity, you know, and, and we want our name spoken a lot when it comes to this. Right. But honestly, what, what an awesome thing to do to say, listen, we want you to be back at the next finale, you know, and in May, in May and in May, when you weigh in, from this, I guess it's it's from this point forward. Right. From this point on. Right. From this point on, we will give you one thousand dollars for every pound you have lost. Wow. Yeah. yeah I wow. mean the motivation there, and not okay. So so not only are they going to give her a thousand dollars for every pound that she's lost, but here is the we watch this show with our kids. Um, Tuesday night is the one night that our kids are allowed to stay up late, and um, we we watch the whole two hours every week. And they go to bed at 10. So we're watching this show together. And um, not only are they giving her $1,000 for every pound, but they're also giving her free sandwiches. Yeah. So free sandwiches at Subway, free sandwiches at at, at Subway. And so we're watching this and our 10 year old are they're They're saying, you know, we can't wait to see you back in May and see what you have done and and to see how much weight you've lost when you come back for the finale of, of season nine and our 10 year old turns and looks at, at us and they're going, duh, she's going to gain it all back because they gave her free food. <laughs> I'm like, so, so our, our kids are, are catching on that, you know, yeah. you have to watch what you eat. Right. And so we're trying to explain, no, I'm pretty sure she'll, you know, she'll be wise about it. And I mean, with the money, how can you not? Yeah. But mm-hmm. our 10 year old was like, yeah, she's going to gain it all back because they gave her free food. <laughs> <laughs> it is a risk. It is, it a, is risk. a risk. It's, it's a risk. She'll still have to work for it. That's and right. uh, But there is a huge motivator there. <laughs> the question is, is that a great motivation? And, and I'm going to have to say, I don't think that it's the healthiest motivation. No. But, no. but I, I, I want to just say that I, I think that just being where I am, you know, in mm. my own journey, I've, I've, I've lost a significant amount of weight. 
and seeing yeah. my transformation from before, you know, even back to May of this year to where I am today in December, yeah. I, I see that. And, and that's a motivation. But I'll tell you what, there still comes a time when it's, it's still a struggle. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think that if, if I had lost 54 pounds, but if I was today where I was, you know, if I was still 300 pounds, I would still say, man, I still have, I still have way so much to go. Do I still have this? It's an external motivation such as that could be beneficial. I don't know. What do you think, Father Roderick? Well, I think that there, there's a very practical advantage for her um, having that thousand dollar reward per pound because you, you gotta you gotta realize that people, the contestants that take part in these reality shows, don't get paid that much. I mean, there's a lot of money that is made on programs like this, but I've talked to the winner of um, uh, the Australian Top Chef reality show. And um, so she's been um, on on this reality show and very, very similar to how The Biggest Loser is done. And they basically have to say goodbye to their families for months. They cannot have a job and they are paid a lousy 200 bucks uh, a day or something like that. It's crazy. They don't make almost, they, I mean, there's this big prize, but if you don't win that prize, you basically lose a lot of money. And so, and, and once you've been uh, off the market for a couple of months, it, it must be hard to get your job back, especially if you're, you know, kind of famous. And so who, are you going to get a job? And so I, I think that for, especially in, in, in the case of Shay, in order to, 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 to lose a lot of weight, she'll probably have to make it her day job to do that. Right. And so that puts things in perspective. Right. I, I was fascinated by how many on the, on the, um, where are they now episode, how many, um, past contestants have actually made being trainers their profession. Yeah. Yeah. It makes well, sense. It makes well, sense because cool. when you have pe- people will are inspired when they see that you've come this far. I mean, it, it they, they're inspired and you can you can inspire others. You can right. make that your purpose, your goal, your call. I mean, yeah. you can find a way to help others and and it helps them as well. And it helps them. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it keeps you accountable again because, uh, you know, nobody's going to want you as a trainer if you gain it all back. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's why I changed the title of my crazy life podcast to Pursuing a Balanced Life. The day that I changed my brand and said, listen, the, my brand is Pursuing a Balanced Life. I'm on the hook. You know, I, yeah. I, I can't, you know, last week, you know, there were two days that I stayed up until five o'clock in the morning working and you know what? I can't do that consistently. I can't let that become a part of my normal everyday routine because then I automatically am, I'm a hypocrite and that is not acceptable. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, um, let's wrap this one up with a question, um, that I have for you and, and I want to answer it myself as well. What are the, what are the biggest lessons that you've learned? Cause I think that is the most important to our audience. You know, what can we take home? Because we cannot do what these contestants have done. We cannot just say goodbye to our families and work for months and work out with Bob and Jillian. Uh, but what are the, the, the things that if you look back on these, on these, a couple of months for for this season. What are the things that you've learned specifically from this show? Uh, for me, um, some of the things that uh, I think that are great takeaways, um, and and I don't think it gets enough play. I, d- I matter of fact, I will say guaranteed it does not get enough play. Is the uh, the fact that these contestants are counting their calories? They have these things they call them body bugs, and I don't think that I was actually surprised 
at how little throughout the entire season that they actually referred back to the body bug. But they have mm-hmm. this they have this device that's wrapped around their arm at all times calculating how many calories they are burning throughout the day. And when they eat, they have to enter in how many calories they are eating. And and that is something that I learned is that um you know that the weight loss very much has at its roots a mathematical formula that can be relied upon. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, some. let's see, Tony in the chat room says one of the things she learned and is really going to take away from this season is that extra gum is the bomb. Hey, I love, <laughs> I love their product placement. <laughs> it is, it is so over the top and cheesy, you just can't not appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, 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 that for me, that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that it, counting calories does work. Being, and and for me, it works really well because I'm obsessive compulsive when it comes to that stuff. I love to track numbers. I love to try. I like to keep charts. I love to see spreadsheets. I mean, I'm way over the top, and that really, that really motivates me to see that stuff. And it really helps me when you know, I look back. It's like, wow, I didn't lose any weight or ooh, I, I gained weight. <gasps> and I can look back and I say, oh, well, that's why I gained weight. And it just it's like, oh, well, then I need to adjust that, don't I? And so, yeah, those are the things that I learned. That, that That's the big thing for me. What about you, Father Roderick? The biggest thing that I take away from this is um, it's, it's not really a technical thing, but it is uh, a message that came back in several episodes. And it is the difference between failing and quitting. Oh, and oh. what I admired most in some of these contestants was that even though they might have failed in their life and they might fail some of the challenges and some of the challenges that were given to them by Bob and Jillian, some of them just, just didn't want to quit. And we've seen other contestants that might have not failed that much, but that just gave up and just quit, even though they had the inner strength and their trainers told them, you can do this. And yet they gave up, they they quit. And for me, that was a, a really eye-opening thing because I, I recognize in myself very much that tendency to, to want to quit and to give up on myself and on my ideals. And instead of of, and, and it's usually a, a result of failing. So when I, you know, go and celebrate Thanksgiving and I go to the United States and then I get back and I have a jet lag and I kind of slack off and I forget to count my calories and I don't pay attention to uh, what I eat. Plus the weather turns and it gets really soggy and wet outside and cold and I don't work out. I, I fail to reach my goals and I start gaining weight again. And the big temptation is then to just let it go and 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 say to myself, you know, ah, I'm going to quit. You know, this is never going to work. And oh, ah, I'll, I'll just start in January again. And that is so, I mean, I'm surprised to see that mechanism in myself despite the progress that I've made this year. It's this constant temptation of giving up on myself, even in small things. And so... Uh, what I hope to learn and what I hope to kind of tell myself over and over again is that even if I might fail during some weeks to lose weight and I might even fail worse in in that I just gained gained some pounds, 
I, sh I shall not quit. I will not quit. And especially I don't want to quit this healthy lifestyle because it's not about weight loss. I, I don't want to, I, I never want to go back to that old life where I was just eating just anything, just junk and just let myself completely go in terms of physical exercise. And, and I know that if I quit on myself in these areas, it will get worse and worse and it will, be, will become this downwards work downwards spiral and I will just feel unhappy because that's what you feel most when you quit you feel unhappy and when do I feel most happy in my life it is when I when I do go out and I do run five miles or six miles despite the cold and despite the rain and it's when I do eat healthy and then you know you step on the scales and you lose a pound and you're like wow I did it. I can still do it and so I didn't quit <laughs> So for me, that, that is an ongoing thing because it's a struggle. It's a, it's a constant struggle and, and something in myself tells me, you know, just, ah, just give up, you know, ah, just forget about it. Yeah. And, uh, and there's another voice that says the opposite and it's like, come on, you can do this. You don't quit now. Yes, you failed, but just reboot and start again. And Absolutely. I hope to listen to that voice. Well, and for those of you who are listening to this podcast, one of the things that we want to let you know is that we are at the end of this season uh, for for The Biggest Loser, but we are not going to quit this podcast. And <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so we, we do want to let you know we are going to take one week off next week to celebrate great Christmas and... Uh, to, to, and we want to wish each and every one of you a very happy holiday. Uh, but we'll be back in two weeks and we're going to do a preview of season nine, kind of get our thoughts and feelings about what we hope to see and, and maybe what we know about season nine coming up. And we encourage you to participate with us. Now, there are several of you who have been listening to The Biggest Loser our podcast and don't watch the show. And we will continue to make a commitment to anybody and everybody out there that this is a show that you can listen to, enjoy, and take away insights from, even if you never watch it. But I just want to encourage you, just if, if you think it might be possible to fit into your schedule and there, if there's a way for you to get a hold of these episodes, then why not just watch one season and let us know what you think about it? And uh, we, of course, uh, have plenty of time in the next two weeks to hear your feedback. And of course, you can give us a call and let us know what you thought about this season, or if you've not been watching the show, at least what you thought about our podcast and and uh, tell us your story. How have you? I mean, we've been doing this podcast now for weeks, and so I know for a fact from some of the emails that I've gotten that you guys are out there losing weight. We want to hear from you. Next, in two weeks from now, would be a great time to just really focus on playing some audio feedback from our audience, and uh, you can give us a call twenty four hours a day seven days a week on our voicemail hotline and that is plus one eight five nine seven nine five four oh six seven again that's area code eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven father roderick what are some other ways that they can provide feedback or or to get in touch with us let us know what they're thinking well you can go to our website um uh, which is biggestloserpodcast.com um, if you go to that website, you will also see a way to sign up for our uh, fan page on Facebook. And both on our website and on our Facebook fan page, you can leave comments and, uh, and, and feedback. 
you can also uh, find us on Twitter uh, and follow us on Twitter and give us feedback through uh, through Twitter. My Twitter account is twitter.com slash Father Roderick. And Cliff, your Twitter account is twitter.com slash GSPN. And of course, if you guys want to follow a super hot looking size six wearing uh, woman, size six jeans wearing woman, uh, you can follow twitter.com slash full time mom. And uh, we might even have to change her to uh, twitter.com slash loser mom. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Biggest loser mom. She beat us all. Everybody, thank you for very much for staying subscribed to our podcast. Tell somebody else about us. And, and again, um, you know, the new year obviously is a time when a lot of people sit out to make some new goals in life. And we would love to come alongside you and have you come alongside us as we pursue a more balanced and healthy life. May God richly bless you guys. Until next time, be a loser. Be a loser.